Welcome to the Building Healthy Organizations podcast. We understand how the human brain works and how that impacts behavior in the workplace. I'm glad you joined us today for our continued journey to understand how to build a healthy organization. Who do you trust the most? Why do you trust that person or those people? Trust is the focus for this episode. The word trust means so many different things to different people. Each of us longs to be trusted, and then we hope we can trust others. Why do we feel that way? Because people are social beings. People want to belong, want to connect with others, want to find their people. This feeling of trust is central to our well-being, our satisfaction, and our performance. I just reviewed a recent research study that revealed very specific trends in what makes a high-performance team achieve the way that they achieve, what makes them a high-performance team. I was not surprised that trust was a key factor in that. What I was surprised at was how much trust impacted high-performance teams. Trust predicts 72% of outcome scores. Okay, what are outcome scores? That, that sounds like a lot of geek speak. Let's talk what that means. Four outcomes. Satisfaction, which is being committed to the team. Sustainability, driven for long-term success. Results, focused on achievement. And agility, ready to take on new opportunities. Now, when I say that this report, by the way, It's called the Team Vitality Report 2022, just released by Six Seconds, the world's largest emotional intelligence organization. When I say that trust predicts greater than 72.53% of outcome scores, what do I mean by that? Well, it means that if that's all you did was build trust, you're going to impact those outcome scores 72% or greater. That trust makes up that much of an impact on those outcome scores. Now, this data came out of a 15-year study of team health and team vitality. Think of vitality as being the energy, the motivation that a team has. The fact that trust has this much of an impact on team performance and outcomes should give all of us an insight into what people want in the workplace. So much has been said in the last year or so about the great resignation. But I think it's not the great resignation. I think it's the great migration. In speaking with job candidates over the past two years, And I speak to a lot of them as I help different clients hire for their organizations. 
the primary reason they told me that they left their last job was to move to employment that provided, and I quote here, a better overall experience. I heard that statement many, many times from many different candidates. Well, notice that money wasn't a part of that. What they're talking about is a better overall experience, a better culture, a better environment, a better community of people where they could enjoy themselves more, more well-being, more satisfaction, more sustainability, more results, more agility. Those are four drivers I mentioned earlier, or those four outcomes that I mentioned earlier. When I ask what that better experience meant to them, I heard those things. A better culture, more trust, a great team to work with, more enjoyment in the work, more satisfaction. When you think about it, you can boil this down to two primary categories, more trust and a better work environment. No wonder the top 25% of teams have high trust levels. That makes sense. Trust removes roadblocks. It opens the door to more transparency. It provides more psychological safety in the environment that someone is working in. And it allows team members and leaders to come in alignment in a better way. Trust is an emotion. I realize many people don't really think of trust that way, but that's true. Trust is an emotion. Take a moment and think about someone you trust at a very, very high level. What is it about that person that allows you to trust them that much? Now, flip that around. Think of someone you do not trust very much. What is it about that person that makes you feel that way? Well, let's dive deeper into trust and how that impacts us individually and in our teams. When we think of trust in a team environment, it becomes more complex. But does it really? Here's a quote directly out of that Team Vitality Report 2022 by six seconds. Trust fuels high-performing teams. But as teams have become more diverse, dispersed, digital, and dynamic, it's harder than ever for leaders to cultivate high levels of trust. The debate over hybrid and remote work policies has exacerbated this issue. Even when companies have brought employees back to the office with good intentions, many have inadvertently sent the message that they don't trust employees to do their work unsupervised, even though, in many cases, that's exactly what the employees have been doing for years. Google's Project Aristotle identified a number of beliefs or feelings shared by its most innovative, highest-performing teams, and one of them is strongly correlated with trust. 
psychological safety, or the belief that it is acceptable to voice your opinion, to share ideas that challenge the status quo, even challenge a superior's idea, or even a company's current direction on a project. At the heart of psychological safety is trust. That invisible feeling that drives so much of behavior, especially in group settings. The workplace vitality research suggests that as leaders face unprecedented emotional complexity in the new landscape of remote and hybrid work, building and maintaining trust should remain a top priority. It's more challenging than ever but also more important. Now, that was a long quote. That was a, right out of the, the Team Vitality Report 2022 by six seconds. Something interesting has happened for me over the last several weeks. I have been diligently working on a new online course that several different organizations have asked me to develop. And it's called Leading Hybrid and Virtual Teams to Become High-Performing Teams. In this course, there's a very specific equation that I use that I have developed to express the role of trust. It's a very simple equation. Connection plus trust equals influence. Influence is what we as leaders need to lead other people. And even if you don't lead other people, you need to trust yourself. You need to lead yourself well. So connection, which is true, genuine connection, it's not just talking to someone. It's not just a communication or an email or a text. It is truly connecting with another human being and then building trust that will make deposits into the influence bank account. That influence bank account is critical to anyone who needs to influence other people, leaders, salespeople, executives, whoever that happens to be. Maybe it's a parent at home. Building trust has become a critical success factor. Authority alone is just not enough to lead a team to be a high-performing team. The human element has got to be taken into account. And with teams moving more and more to hybrid and or virtual workplaces, trust building has become a bigger challenge. Hands down, there is no better skill set to develop and build trust with than emotional intelligence. Hundreds of research articles and case studies have proven this to be true. But when we measure emotional intelligence, we're measuring capacity, not application. It's like having a certain level of skill in a given sport, but not showing up at 100% all the time. Maybe it's 80% this day, 60% the next day. Application comes from practicing emotional intelligence. And for those who are still struggling with the word emotion 
and intelligence put together. This is real science. This is neuroscience, neurobiology, neurochemistry. It's real science. It's proven science. So if you want to understand how to leverage how the brain works to be more successful, keep listening. To excel in leadership, we have to first trust ourselves, our skills, our vision, our approach. So many leadership failures come when the leader does not trust themselves first. When that does happen, that's where confidence comes from. If any of those areas are a concern for you, you're in the right place because that's what we talk about consistently. By providing insights into how our brains work, how to navigate emotions in ourselves and others, how to blend emotional intelligence with logic, with leadership skills to get the best results, that's what the EQ fit advantage is all about. Now, let's look at trust at work. For someone else to trust you, there are very specific things that have to be in existence. We start by looking at another equation, which I call the trust equation. And it's, I know it's hard when you can't visually see these, so I'll point you to our blog, eqfit.org slash blog. This is this week's blog article. Or in the past, if you're listening to this in the future, which is now confusing me, so we'll move forward. The trust equation actually is fairly simple. Trust equals credibility plus reliability plus connection. We've already talked about connection. So credibility plus reliability plus connection divided by self-orientation or what I call self-interest. So what does that mean? Well, if you gave yourself a score of one to five on each of those, but self-interest is a five as well, the best trust score you could ever get would be a three. But if your self-interest, your self-orientation is lower and you get five, so let's say your self-interest is a one and every one of those top line items, credibility, reliability, connection, or a five, that's 15 divided by one. And that's, of course, a trust score of 15. Why is that important? Because people need to have some way to measure what they believe their trust is with other people. Now, granted, this is partly an educated guess. Unless you go ask the person to rate you, which there's nothing wrong with that. There's some risk in that, but there's nothing wrong with it. But it's important to at least try to find out where are you in your trust level with another individual. Notice that the variables we're talking about in the equation, they're things we think about all the time in leadership. Am I credible? Does this person believe that I can bring the right solution? Am I reliable? Do I follow up? Do I follow through? And connection, how well do I connect and communicate with this other individual? We think about these things all the time, but we don't put them into practice this way 
unless we're intentional about it. Now, what do we do with this? That's what we're going to look at next. When I was promoted to a manager for the first time in my life, I was fairly young and I was very excited to be a manager. There was so much I wanted to do. It was a sales manager position with about 10 salespeople spread over several different states. I was replacing a recently retired manager that was well-loved. Here was the problem. While he was well-loved by the sales team, he was not really holding anybody accountable. I was told that by my boss, but he didn't tell me that in that way. Here's what he said. You have your work cut out for you. Well, how helpful is that, right? That was all he said. That was a lesson I have carried forward to today. If a new leader is going to be successful, they need to understand what other people already know about the road that they're going to walk. I needed a success pathway, and my manager did not provide that for me. This was the first trust point in this story. We have to build trust And it goes both ways. It's a two-way street. And if we don't get what we need to build trust levels, we need to go get it. My manager did not share with me what I needed to know. So I didn't have much trust in him, to be honest. I told myself that I was not going to do that to my team. I was going to trust them. I was going to let them grow and develop. And that was the next trust point and trust lesson that I learned. I committed to building trust with my team. It was a difficult task since I also had to hold them accountable to the goals we were tasked with achieving. Here's a key point I want you to focus on. Trust and like are not the same thing. The sales team liked the last manager, not so much me, because I was holding them accountable. But over the next several months, I worked in building connection with each team member and building trust in every interaction. Trust is built through the elements that we talked about earlier. Am I credible? Am I reliable? How well do I connect? How important am I versus the other person, which is what we're dividing those scores by. Over time and through my efforts, my sales team saw me as someone they could trust, who had their best interest in mind, but also had the best interest of the team and the organization in mind. And eventually they came to like me, which was good for me. When I first started in that new role. I'm sure the sales team probably gave me a fairly low trust score. How did I change it? By practicing those elements. My goal was not for them to like me, but to trust me. And I think 
if I could get a, a word of encouragement to new leaders, new managers, look for trust, build trust, build connection, build trust, which makes deposits of into that influence bank account. Very important difference between trying to get people to like you. So let's focus in then on trust in action. What do we do to really put feet and legs on trust and and make it work for us? First, trust is a cumulative process. You don't go from low trust to high trust with someone in one interaction. It takes time. It takes experience to build trust. It takes effort to build trust. Any breach of trust will set that trust amount back a very long way. What are some specific action steps we could take to build trust with other people, especially in a team environment? Treat every interaction as important. Be intentional about building trust. Practice being trustworthy using the elements in the trust equation that we talked about as building blocks. And then constantly check your trust level with other people using that trust equation or something like it. Get a feel for where you think you are and if you're brave enough, ask them. That can be an eye-opener. I have done that from time to time and it has helped me in many different ways. As a leader, and really we're all leaders, even if we only lead ourselves, trust is the currency of getting things done. Trust yourself, build trust with others. This is the recipe for success today and for success in the long term. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Building Healthy Organizations by EQ Fit. We do understand how the human brain works and how that impacts behavior and performance in the workplace. We also love hearing your suggestions and ideas. If you have a topic you'd like us to cover, please send us an email at info at gscfit.com. For more information and inspiration, check us out on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, and of course our website, eqfit.org.